Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and I am joined for this episode by Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Carolina and I are reviewing Irresistibly Wild by Jay Salmon. This is book three in her Irresistibly Yours series. And available in Kindle Unlimited. And available in Kindle Unlimited. Um, we'll link the synopsis of this book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date is July 24th of 2023. Tropes. Forbidden, it's teacher-student. Um, One-night stand, meet-cute, single-dad, guardian. Fake relationship, age gap. Um, well, I guess it's professor-student. And close proximity, co-workers. Did I miss anything? Uh, no. Um, the series is Irresistibly Yours. I will say this is also an appearance from Layla Fritz from the Boston Billionaire or Boston Billionaires. Boston Billionaires. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. The Abbott Fritz series. The Doctor series. Um, <laughs> this is a series of standalones. Um, put out percentage on this is 5%. If you listen to the audiobook, it is Lee Samuels and Lucy Rivers. Is there a third act breakup? There is not. Okay. Content and trigger warnings. Um, death of parents and an orphaned child. Now, I would like to talk real quick about the lack of content warning by the author on this book. I... Yeah. I did not have an early copy of this book. I got this book out of Kindle Unlimited. I went after I read the book and I was getting ready to write my review and do this and do the doc for this episode. I went and looked at the front matter. There is no content or trigger warning. I looked in the blurb, you know, sometimes down at the bottom of the blurb, they'll put mm -hmm. there is nothing in mention of this. The reason I think that this is a problem is because in this book, the little girl, Katie, who is the niece of our hero, Callum, right? Callan, Callan. Her parents die in a car accident. She is brought to the ER after she's rescued from the accident. And along with her father. Along with her father. Who dies while Layla is holding the child. And it's not as if this happens like the opening scene and we've never met Katie or her dad. Our hero, Callum, Callan, Callan, has a conversation with his brother and sister-in-law on the phone. So they're given names and we meet yeah. them. You meet them and it's experience. You know, it's, it is... This is not like Layla's book, um, not Layla's book, uh, the first one in the Doctor series when we meet her sister. Amelia's, Amelia. Amelia's, yeah, um, where it happened in the past. Like, we meet these characters, there's a conversation with Callan and his brother, um, and it happens in the story. And it's so, it is so similar. There's a lot of similarly, similarities to Layla's experience that it drives a lot of emotions. Um, it's not a trigger for me, but it's 
heavily emotional scene. It's not and a, it's not a trigger for me either. But for somebody who has dealt with this or close to this, it could be. I think my hang up came that we'd been teased to this book. You know, I still follow Julie on social media and stuff like that. And the book had been teased as a single dad, one night stand, professor student, fake relationship. Mm-hmm. And as we started the book, so we get this opening meet cute. So let's talk about the meet cute because the meet cute's great. Yeah. She is trying to get away from a creep at a bar, at a sushi bar, and sees Callan sitting by himself at a table. And he's in the middle of the room and she walks over and is like, I'll buy your dinner. She does not know who he is. I will buy your dinner if you um, will pretend to be my date. And yeah. the and the guy that was hitting on her in the bar follows her over and is like, come on, I know you want to be with me. And he, she's like, no, this is my date. Kellen plays into it. It was hot, right? Yeah. And you have, I, I think also the part that I loved about Layla is she's driven, she's strong, she knows what she wants. She knows, you know, she's this independent woman and she also knows like who she has connections with who she doesn't you know the sexual chemistry between people um she's very sex positive she is very sex positive she's very career driven you know she's on a path she knows what she wants she's also very like humble and straightforward because she you know her and her sister for a long time because of her parents death didn't have a whole lot her sister took care of her um so she's very grateful. Like this is a a strong young woman. Yeah, coming into her own. So they have this very creeper dude goes away. They have this very flirty, high spice, high chemistry inferno of a discussion that leads to them exiting down a hall, and we're at five percent, guys. Right? Okay. She then goes back. That spice scene happens. They take their food to go and go back to his townhouse, to his brownstone. In the way that they talk about it, there's no child mentioned. So again, this is probably where, you know, read a blurb. Yeah. Well, even when reading the blurb, I'm like, isn't this a single parent? I was going through this a lot going, okay, Where's the kid, right? Where's the kid? I was so confused. So that first, like, 10... 12, 15% of the book, I'm sitting there going, huh? Doesn't he have a, isn't there going to be like a nanny at home? Or maybe the child is staying with grandparents or. Is this like a surprise kid thing? Like. Yeah. So then there's that other piece. Like it was really confusing with the way that opening scene happened. I mean, and then she jumps, she bails and goes back home. Um, Well, sort of home she, she's not having a great time in her life and that helps set up how the fake relationship ends up being to her benefit right mm-hmm. because her apartment they've had some major rainstorm her apartment ceiling falls in on and destroys her apartment she can't live there anymore she has to move in with oliver and amelia and their little girls and that's like a good 45 minute commute from not just the hospital, but school, because she's going to Harvard Medical School. She wants to be a doctor. Um, and 
so Callan, who is our hero, um, he's a pretty good hero. Like I thought, I thought he matched up well to Layla. Like I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very business. Yes. Very career focused. Um, goal focused. Maybe goal oriented is the word we're looking for mm-hmm. here. Um, and I should know Layla is 23 years old. Callan is 31. Now, I know that this is supposed to play into the series that these these five books of these of this series are all former boy band members that are no longer in a boy band. Right? Correct. I don't get the connection. Like, I don't know why they have to be in a boy band because that doesn't... He's a doctor. The previous hero, I think, was a musician still mm-hmm. in the series. And the first hero in the series, he owns a conglomerate fashion house. Well... I mean, why can't you just the reason, say they're friends? Right? <laughs> well, I and I think that ties into the whole connection that they have. You know, the restaurant that he went to. Um, you know, he tries to find a quiet table in the back because he gets recognized a lot and he's famous. And I mean, there's things that drip in through the story. You know, it's a choice that the author made that. Yeah, I we probably didn't need it. Like, I don't think it added anything to the story. It just um, felt off from been... her previous books and series. Well, let me, it's kind of like the Die Hard test. Is it a Christmas book? Is it a not Christmas book? Like right. this, you could do the Die Hard test on the respect on the, this, your past boy band. It could be anything. They could have been past like firefighters. They could have been past right. like insert career here. They used like, to go to summer camp together. They used to go to summer camp together. Like, I think that was, it just brought a, the amount of fame Yeah, I just for them. It, it just felt off. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't fit. And part of the reason I bring... Unless, unless something is coming, like, unless she has some big moment for, all, like, this... Yeah, like some kind of reunion like or something. Like, later in the series that happens. Yeah. But, like... Because the band has a, a breakup because their manager passes away, which is also a catalyst for him to become a doctor. Right. Like you you have those moments. Um, yeah. So, but in the other piece that this happens for Layla is Callan is helping out Harvard Medical School by taking over the last of a summer seminar because his mentor, former family friend and neighbor died unexpectedly and this is where a plot hole comes in a little bit so we know that Layla is who did CPR and um and tries to save the professor when he dropped out of the heart attack right but he's also Callan's it's mentioned but then there's nothing else yeah just okay Thanks for telling us. Like, it's like when my kid, no offense, like my kids were little and they used to play Minecraft and they'd come in and tell me all about the Minecraft scenario. (laughs) And you listen and you're like, awesome. Okay, great. Thanks. And they leave. Well, and I think it's because it sets up, it sets up because he isn't a teacher. They need somebody short term. And the only reason he does it was because this was his mentor. Otherwise he wouldn't, you know, he's not a, a teacher so how do they 
bring that connection. I mean, it brings that forbidden element to it, which but, I think is where things were, where she was going with but it. But did we need it? Because in the, in, so it ends up that Callan is now Layla's professor for this seminar, for the summer session, but he's also her mentor for a clerkship or shadowing that mm-hmm. Oliver got her at Mass General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And he, so the forbidden comes because now he's like also her boss. Right. So the, the medical school piece was fine. Like I understand subbing in. He could have been even just a guest lecturer um, to have the same kind of effect. I It just... It felt very much like we were straddling so many lines that we couldn't pick a lane. I could see that. Um, but in the end, all of their connections really aren't the main focus. Like, and I think that's part of it, too. The author spent all this time um, m- making all these connections, right? And that isn't even the catalyst for them having a relationship. That's the, it's the catalyst on why they shouldn't do the relationship right like it it's like a it it brings the tension and it brings the right but so what the catalyst is is his brother and sister-in-law die in this tragic car accident leaving is she six five yeah five i think she's five um leaving katie orphaned and um, Callan is, they die without a will or without any last instructions. And Callan takes her in, but then come to find out his sister-in-law's parents are fighting also for financial guardianship and custody um, of Katie. And in an effort to look like a more stable household, he asks Layla to move in and be his fiance. Um so that it for 90 days until all of this um custody stuff is settled so that Katie can stay with him because he is and and her the the grandparents of the parents of Katie's mother are kind of estranged so they don't see her he he doesn't think it's a good choice that they go you know she moves away from everything that she's known from her school and all of that um and because Layla was there with her um you know at the hospital plus she's met her a couple times and they build a connection that he feels like she's a good choice they have some chemistry he also knows that she needs a place closer to school so he kind of makes this pitch on hey this is what it would be this is what it would be like you know, be that, yeah. and then you would need to live in the house with us too. Right. And Layla tries very hard to put some very clear boundaries because she is worried that she could fall not just for Callan, but for Katie. And this is temporary, right? right? Um, and I will say, I do give props to the author because she could have relied on her fandom of the Doctor series to read this book and push it. Had she just like put cameo after cameo after cameo in it, but she really didn't. She limited it kind of small, um, and it was its. Own, this was Layla's story. Like this yes. was not an extended I... epilogue of the Boston's. This nope. was Layla's story. 
which is commendable because sometimes in these second gen books or next, you know, next carryover gens, sometimes we get where it doesn't always feel like it's that character story. It's it, more of a it almost up. becomes a fan service yeah. book. And I don't think this was. This no. really stands alone as Layla's book, who happens to be like a second gen from this other series. In and for you still get like as a fan of those books, you still get those moments with um the matriarch Octavia. You you still Stella. get Amelia and Stella and Oliver. You get a little bit of Oliver. So you get those moments, but I really appreciate that she limited it to them, that you don't get every single one of the brothers and that like, it doesn't become overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did like that this story stood completely as its own story. It did not feel like a fan service because yeah, admit it, when we left the Boston series, we all could not wait for for Layla's story like yeah we're like we need Layla's story when's Layla coming right so um overall I think this was a good story there were a couple of other things that I didn't quite understand I did understand why Layla had her tongue pierced Mm -hmm. like that felt like something Layla would do right Mm mm-hmm but sometime between her one night stand and going to the beach with Katie and Callan, sometime in a space of time, she got her nipples pierced. Why? Yeah. There was there was moments like that. Um, this book was definitely spicy. You know, um, Jay Salmon always brings a lot of a, a lot of spice, yeah, um, which is great. And there were some scenes that um you know got a different elevation because of the forbidden element on where they did things that I'm like okay um you both are being really irresponsible right now Um, on top of the fact that they're kind of being watched by social workers and the court I'm like "Mm, would you really would would you really um yeah there were a couple things that didn't quite make sense and so, I mean, so I kind of was like, okay, okay, like, let's get, let's get through that part. Um, I really did, I really liked the connection that Layla and Katie had and how um, Layla just allowed, no, Callan was doing everything right for Katie, but he's never been through that. He doesn't know, he he's limited on how he can help, but he takes her to a counselor. He takes her to school. He provides stability. He kind of rearranges his schedule a little bit. Yeah. Quite a bit to, you know, he knows he's stepping up to the plate with this. Um, but Katie makes a connection with her and just lets her talk and um, doesn't, lets her express her feelings through all of this. And so it had, um, because of that, Layla has this maturity and she's kind of always had that, even in the previous book, she has a maturity about her, even though she's still, um, you know, 23 young and wanting to stand on her own two feet and why she sets up so many boundaries with Kaylin. Um, 
but I did really like that. There were a, there were a few there were moments in this book where I was crying. Yeah. Because there was just these beautiful touching moments. Um and even even some things that Talon and Katie do um to show Layla how how special she is to them. Yeah. Um towards oh, yeah. the end of the book. Like yeah i mean the emotions are there this book was very well written there were just a couple of things that i was like huh huh and it just makes you wonder you know did it get rushed to press did it you know just because it that doesn't feel typical for a jay salmon book in my opinion something just you know and i and i or was it was it playing too much into like you know, there's the like it playing so much into the forbidden element that it's maybe the, like it's okay. I want I want to push the line, so she's testing herself to see how that works. Yeah, um, maybe. And I mean, it was still enjoyable. I still rated a four star. I would highly encourage anybody who loved the Boston mm-hmm. Doctors because this current series, this irresistibly yours, has been a hit miss for me. Um, I haven't loved it, uh, but I did enjoy Layla's book I really yeah. did enjoy it I am curious for the next book in the series because dude's a football player and I am curious because yeah. um, he's a grouch but funny <laughs> and like he's a sports head yeah so I am curious ha- about the next book um but yeah there were just a couple things that I was just kind of like hmm okay I guess move on kind of thing yeah i i would recommend people read it too yeah. i i rated a four star um i would especially if you've read the doctor series um i think i think you will be happy with layla's character and happy with how things go um yeah yeah um if you have a book you think we should do for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com carolina thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking about irresistibly wild yeah thanks for having me of course until next time everyone happy reading find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 